What's poppin' everybody? This is JTO. And this is DTown.DT. And you're listening to Bop It. Bop It is your go-to music podcast to learn about everything poppin', droppin', and floppin'. That's right. And actually today we're just going to get started really quick with our album drop of the week because we have a lot to talk about today. Devin. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was your album drop of the week? My album drop of the week was someone that I really come to love is Kyle's Light of Mine. Um, I just love his feel. It's like very techno upbeat, but like it has quality lyrics and it's like kind of R&B feel. I just really love it. I've I've really like changed how I listen to music lately. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but like if I would listen to Kyle like three years like a year ago, I probably wouldn't like him. But like I really like his music. So yes. That's that's, that's my influence. You know that's my influence. No, it's not. It was playing with me because he's a very poppy rapper. Okay, but playing with me featuring Kaylani is what put me on to Kyle. Like, no, but like that you, made me actually enjoy. But him. like you listen to a lot more pop music that I've been talking to pop music. Yes, yeah, because I have to keep up with you. So like I can't have an argument with you if I don't know about the music that you're, you're right, talking you're about. Because right, right. like I'm always going the R and B category. So it's just like yeah. You can't argue about something you don't know. So I guess. It's just like racism, like duh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> JTO, what's your album drop of the week? All right, my album drop of the week is, of course, my favorite male artist right now for sure, Sean Mendez. Album's titled Sean Mendez. It was a good um, album. It was highly anticipated for me, and all of the buzz tracks that he's releasing up to it were phenomenal. His marketing plan was like well done. Yes, he released just the right amount of buzz singles um, In My Blood, Lost in Japan, Nervous, Where Were You in the Morning, um, and Youth. He had five that were leading up to create a lot of hype around the album. And then, as if I, I thought those were going to be all the highlights of the album, but turns out like most of the songs that are like super, super incredible on this album aren't even the buzz tracks. Um, Why, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, is a deep cutter, just talks about um, kind of why he is putting himself through all this pain um, to be with someone and to not be with someone. It's kind of like an inner battle between does he want to be with this person or not. Um, and then he also has a great song called Particular Taste. It's kind of more upbeat, talking about how a girl, we think, um, has particular taste in men. Um, and then mm. there's a song called Queen, which is talking about mm. probably somebody in the music industry about how he's meeting this person constantly and they never remember him and how, so like, we, we don't know who they're talking about, but we can analyze that a little bit later. Um, and then my, one of my favorites on the, um, entire album is called, um, Like To Be You, which is a song with Julia Michaels. It's about a couple who are going through arguments and... They are. They don't know what it's like to be each other, and so they're trying to like make up after the argument mm -hmm. by realizing that you know they can both get mad at different things. They just kind of want to make up and love again. So, this album is a trip through all your different type of emotions. It's sexy. It's sophisticated, which is really great to see out of a young artist. He's um, really young. It's very refined. Yeah. Going to be a great um, album to uh, tour and things like that. So, it's it's just great. Shawn Mendes. Five out of five stars for sure. Yeah, Kyle, amazing. Um, he has some awesome features. He had Khaled, um, Kaylani. Which we love. Which we love her too. Lil Yachty, I was a, yeah. He's just Lil Yachty, but I mean, he's not bad. He's not good. Um, <laughs> Alicia Carr, Two Chains, and Avery Wilson. Like his whole that whole album was. This is like really fun. It was. I enjoyed it. This was a hip hop mm -hmm. album that I got to listen to like around anyone kind of sorta, of, and it gets me going. And it doesn't mm -hmm. get me like in my feelings per se, but like I'm still having a good time. And I'll actually be seeing Kyle this month in concert. Oh, cause he's opening for Logic. He's opening me? for Logic um, as well as NF. But I'll make sure to listen to all the songs so I can. I Sing can. Along. You can live vicariously okay. through me. Make sure you Snapchat. <laughs> but not, not not the whole concert though. I'm not one of those people that Snapchats the whole concert. I allow myself like two videos just so everybody knows. I low-key am that person. So it just depends on the concert. Because, like, you see something like, I want everybody to see this right yeah. now. And you're just yeah. like, hey. So I'll send you a few Snapchats. Let you know 
what your homie Kyle's up to. All right. So that is our album drop of the week. Check them out. Check them out. You will not be. You will be missing out on. A we lot. will put two songs from each of these albums onto our Bucket playlists on so Apple Music and Spotify, so you can kind of hear a little bit of the vibe. Yes, sir. All right, so we have the album drop of the week. Now it's time for the what? Miss of the week. I, I hate that we have to do this. And it's like, mm, very bad news, but somebody's got to do it. We have to do it. Well, me and Devin actually are going to talk about pretty much the same miss of the week, but two different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Girls by Cardi B, BB and BB Rexa, and Charlie XCX, and you know the title artist Rita Ora. Um, I'll be talking about the music video, so the visual side of it. And I'll be talking about the lyric side of it. Um, personally, I'm a fan of the song itself. Um, but Devin is okay. So not. okay, yes. Okay, so it's kind of going back to the problematic part we we're talking about with um, the representation of like bisexual people and in, uh, in the music industry and the lyrics. They didn't have like they didn't have any type of malicious intent with the lyrics that they were writing or they were performing. But you could tell that it wasn't a lot of thought on it. Like that, a lot of thought did not go into it. And it was not truly written from a bisexual person's um, standpoint. Uh, I feel like they could have t- took it a step further. And you uh, looking at like the track list, like well, who are like the writers on the list? You could definitely tell that it was not many um, actual like bisexual people or female writers that were on the track list. So it it walked the line of not being too like sexist because it was like playing up the fact of like women ki- girls kissing girls. But it did have, like, oh, it veered to the problematic side. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was, like, one of the biggest things that kind of, like, was off-putting for people. So it was one of those, like, committee-written yes. songs. It wasn't, like... That was geared towards commercial success. Yes. It wasn't, like, just, like, Car- you could tell Cardi B didn't really, like, write most of that because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it didn't have that Cardi B feel. It just had, it was forced. It, yeah, it was kind of like a force put together. Like they're trying to put these artists together, and here it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and which kind of goes into the music video, which you're going to talk about the visual parts of it. So, kind of mirroring that, um, the whole aspect of you know the song is about girls kissing girls. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the premise of this entire thing. It tells a story um, in some aspects where like these two girls see this guy and blah blah blah. They kiss each other to like please him or uh, any of that mess. Um, but the the video, you know, even though this is a song about girls kissing girls, had a complete lack of girls kissing girls. The only time that ever happened was, uh, you know, a little smoosh that was shared between Rita Ora and Cardi B. Um, and that was the only instance where that happened. And I'm not saying that, you know, this video needed to be riddled with girls kissing girls. But if yeah. you're going to write a song about that um, aspect of bisexuality or, um, you know, if you're on the spectrum of bisexuality... You need to at least represent that in the video, or else yeah. it, it is completely smearing um, the whole that that whole aspect of the song. Yeah. Um, another thing about this is I am not a fan of collaborations that come out of um, nobody ever sitting down together and writing together and videoing together and doing things like that. And none of these artists were in the same scenes. BB Rexa had her own scene where she was by herself. Charlie XCX had her own scene where she was by herself. Rita Ora had the same thing by herself, and the only time you saw even two artists come together for the same scene was um, Cardi B and Rita Ora were in a hologram together. Um, and so, like, um, there's that as well. None of these artists, like, really collaborated on the video. It was, like, literally all four of like them were, separately. It was like they were doing it for the label, not for yes. them. Not, and like, then, it was an artistic pursuit that they really wanted. And then lastly, it really didn't even have a theme. <clears throat> like, all four of the sections, Cardi B's section, Rita's section... Charlie's section, BB's section, they all were very visually stunning themselves. But every single one of them had a different um, aesthetic. Like there was, you know, like the the, the goddess and nature se- like segment of, with Rita. And then there was like a futuristic hologram uh, dress for 3008 section with Cardi B. There was a, I'm in a room full of mirrors and I'm going to make it look like it's in the late, uh, early 80s um, with BB's. And then there was like, Charlie XCX just, you know, walking outside in the dark in a white um, <laughs> suit. So, like, it was 
the four completely different videos, and while they were both like kind of aesthetically pleasing by themselves, they didn't go together. So it was four completely different videos. What did they do for the culture? Like nothing, they, exactly. nothing. I had so much hope for the song, and while I still bought to the song hardcore, like I love the song, it is a great song to me, great pop song. They didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. They didn't deliver. This was, you know, a lot of people were comparing this to like the modern day Lady Marmalade. And it it's completely not, it missed the mark. Not, uh-huh. It completely missed the mark. So no man. Um, it's the video is my miss for the week. So the lyrics are my miss for the week. And there were like, so I was looking at the track list, like looking at the writer list. There was two. There was one other female writer besides Rita Ora and Cardi B on there on the list. Everything. Everybody else was male. Mm-hmm. And so I also saw um, that this was supposed to be a Camila Cabello song, and her label would not let her put it on that one. Dang. They said it wasn't in her direction. That's a rumor that I heard, um, but nonetheless. But that's really interesting because one of the writers, they wrote for Camila Cabello so, as well. So, And apparently Camila Cabello was a, you know very adamant about putting this on her album because Camila has been a very uh, vocal person in the LGBT community. Uh, she was adamant about putting it on there and her label was like, eh, psych. Nope. You got nay-nayed. So that was the myth of the week, everyone. Sorry. Don't cry too hard. Like Ariana Grande says, there's no tears left to cry. Yeah, I've already cried them all. Eureka! What? I found it! Can someone get this hillbilly? I found it, Devin! I found it! What? I found my favorite find this week. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my... I think it's gonna be like a new epic every time. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... We talked about what uh, we did not like for the week or the past two weeks. So, JTO, what's your favorite find of the week? So, um, it is a song called Rise by Jonas Blue, which is a DJ and producer featuring Jack and Jack, which are two um, Vine Stars turned music artists. Jack um, and Jack, oh, I know you're talking about. Jack and Jack, yeah. Jonas Blue was actually the producer um, and DJ for Alien with Sabrina Carpenter. Ooh. And so, when I saw this pop up on my Spotify uh, you know, release radar... I immediately checked it out because I really like Jonas Blue's sound. It is a good song that is like equally just kind of vibey. Um, it's not like too upbeat. It's not you know super chill. It's kind so of so I would super, like. It. Yeah, it's like super middle of the line. Um, and Jack and Jack are you know a kind of we're gonna quote pop rap around it. Prap. We're gonna yeah prap. That's the new word. Prap. Prap. They're prappers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So. But it's, a, it's just, like, a super chill, fun song. It's not, like, it's not sad. It's not, like, super But you're not upbeat. happy. But it's, like, it's an uplifting song. Like, the okay. chorus is, like, I'm gonna rise, 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 rise till you fall. It's, a, it's just, like, and, like, the uh, the beat and the sounds are, like, super playful. And it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like, I don't know, like, wind chimes. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good find, I think. Um, yeah. That's my favorite find. What you finding over there? Alright, so, um, listening to my new music week, uh, <laughs> I found Turbulence by Cody Lavaz featuring Caroline Pennell. It was amazing. Okay, let me drop this accent. I'm sorry. That was, that was cringy. Um, <laughs> but this was, it, it enters with, uh, Cody coming in with his, like, deep voice, like this nice tenor voice with a old sound. And I was like, oh my god, who is this? And like that's really how I like I pick my favorite find. Like if I hear the first note and I'm like, oh my god, who is this? <laughs> like then I know I love it. And it's very like it's 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 probably it's sad. I haven't listened to, like gone back to like read the lyrics <laughs> through a lot of time, but it's sad. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's sad. And I think you should just change your name to Sad Boy. <laughs> like if you were a music artist, your name would be Sad Boy. I, it would be B O I. Yes, honestly. Oh my god, Sad Boy. I, just wait for my new my mixtape to drop, guys. But uh, so yeah, it's like very like it's a minor key as per usual because you know I love those minors. Um, <laughs> I do not kids, two, not kids. No, like I have two minors, as in like a major and a minor, and like a minor. Yeah, he doesn't like minor kids. No, not minor children. No. Okay. I don't like that. Okay. So. I'm glad you clarified though, because I did come in with a southern accent, so it was kind of <laughs> a little like made a little uneven. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on a roll today. <laughs> no cotton nail. Um, oh my gosh. But okay. yes, it was a very like somber song. It wasn't like it didn't like drop off, making like want you don't want to like commit suicide or anything. Jesus. It, but like you, you're like a nice sad like you're staring off in the distance, watching the cars go by. 
You're like Lana Del Rey, but a little sadder. Like Lana Del Rey in black and white, you know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> everything is very full. What font it. is this song singing? It what font it would it be saying? It's italics, but it's like bold. It's like bold italics. Bold italics. Yeah. Okay, I'm here for it. I would give it a color. I'm, I, I like giving colors like okay. sounds color stuff. Too. So it'd be like a dark blue, like a deep blue. Ooh. Yeah. And also like this is album art too. It's like a deep blue, like him sitting on the ledge and like a plane flying by. So it was like okay, yeah, okay. But it's a good vibe. If you need a sad boy vibe. That's it. I, I'm sorry. Playlist called Sad Boy Vibes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that's our favorite finds for the week. Alright, everyone. 2018's halfway over. It is time for us to list off our top five for 2018 and, and our number one album for 2018. So far. Yeah. So the way that we picked our top five and top one album for 2018 is we kind of mixed the thought process of how much have we listened to this song, how much has this impacted us, and also how well it's done commercially. Yeah, and like, will we still be listening to it later on? Like, yes. when the winter Like, around? am I gonna be 35 years old, turn this on the car with my kids and be like, y'all don't even know about this one. And then my kids are gonna hop out the car. So, while it's moving. So, Jay, was. What's your top five for 2018? Yeah, so my top five for 2018 um, is going to be start out with No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. Oh my god! Probably the most genius written, produced so song good. of 2018. And like, I didn't really understand that song until after I like did it like did karaoke, <laughs> and so I had to sing the lyrics. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, you almost nice. like made this not on my top five when I heard you sing this song. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um, I also like All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Cool. Fit perfectly with the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's also super radio friendly. Um, beautiful music video. Did well commercially. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of going to be a classic to me. Um, no surprise. Alien by Sabrina Carpenter and Jonas Blue. It is a song that, like, since the first time I heard it and was bopping to it in the car, I still turn it on and get just as excited when I hear it. Like, this is not lost even the most minuscule amount of excitement when I hear the song. So, Alien, uh, Beautiful by Bazzy. It's a slow grind song that every time I love to, like, sing along to it. I just, was going to say you love the slow grind. I was like, Jay. Oh, no. I just <laughs> love, like, this song in general. I'll play it in the shower. It's something that I love to sing out loud. And Bazzy is one of my favorite new artists of the year. And then lastly, The Middle by Zed and Marin Morris. Um, I love the story of this song, how this went through, you know, a wide variety of different artists before it landed at Marin Morris. I love how Marin Morris kind of took her country soul, but like, you know, was really, really pop with it and kind of like changed uh, genres even. And then Zed worked with, you know, Gray and they are, are really good producing music together. And I think this was one of the best um, pop, electronic pop produced songs of the year. And so those are my top five singles. All right. What are your top five singles? My top five singles. I start off with Sizzle. Shawn Mendes. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. I thought we were listening to my... single people. Oh, okay. my God. Uh, okay. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I need a new partner, okay? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> the first one's going to be 20-something by Susan or SZA. I'm sorry, SZA. S-Z-A. As I used to call it for like a hot minute before I figured out how to actually pronounce it. Um, and it's just because like that song is like so relatable. It deals with like that mixture between the transition from being a teenager to actually being like kind of considered an adult, but you're not really an adult. So it's just like that little. I feel like that's relatable with like with everyone, mm-hmm. even like if you're not twenty something. Like when I'm turning thirty something, I'm be playing twenty something, like thinking about how my life is not together. Um, Bet and Breath the Hand by Leon Bridges. His album just came out uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's just that song is just like so. It's deep for me. Like I, I really picked mine off of like how it made me feel. Like would I still be able to listen to it and get that same feeling? And this feeling is just so um, relevant constantly. Like making sure that what you're doing is it really worth it? Actually, um, Accelerate by Xena Aguilera. Um, I just feel like. That beat is just so like energetic. Nasty. Yes. It's so nasty. And then with two trains coming, it's just like, oh my god, baby's okay. Baby's alright. Like, it's just like I don't even know. Like, I just love it. Um, and like I always go faster when I'm listening to it, so like it has to be on there. 
And then No Tears Left to Cry is also on my um, top five mm. of 2018. And like we did not look at each other's list before we made this list. So this is like... We always make our list separately. Yeah. So. And No Tears Left to Cry is still on there. Right now. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, and then finally, my fifth one is Motivate by J. Cole. I just feel like that song is going to be like a nice hip-hop anthem. Motivate. 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 It's catchy. It has that like it has that repetition that makes it catchy, mm-hmm. and people anybody can sing along to it. So I feel like it's gonna have the power to last for a little bit. And also, I think that's like a good um, kind of nod to J Cole because J Cole doesn't like very often make a lot of catchy songs that mm-hmm. people want to like no. sing along to, and this is one of those songs. But that's so. also like the point of him like exactly. making it like that. It's the part of the metaphor, which is like so well done. But what's your album of 2018 so far this should be of no surprise um it's also one of the most commercially successful albums of the year is time no oh. it just was released two weeks ago it can't be the most oh okay anyways <laughs> um lots of different blogs are listing this as one of the best albums released so far this year but invasion of privacy by cardi b um, cardi b i bet yeah exactly uh, the reason i think this is one of the best Album, or my favorite album of the year so far is the fact that it is blending together a whole bunch of different sounds. It's got a whole bunch of radio-friendly pop beats. It's got nasty, like, gangster rap on yeah. there. It's got a couple songs with a message. Um, it's blending, you know, Latin flair with it, with um, I it's Like It's got all it. her culture in there. It's got everything that Cardi B is and wants to be in it, and it is a brilliant debut album, and... No matter if I'm feeling like I want to listen to something that is super articulate and has great lyrics and, you know, metaphors and things like that, I can listen to it. But also, if I just want to get nasty and drop it a little bit. Oh, my God. That was a lot. It <laughs> came out of the blue. Jesus. So, and no matter what I'm feeling, I can get this out of Invasion of Privacy. So, congratulations to Cardi B. She's also slated, or they're predicting that she's going to be in the top three with I Like It next week and then in the next couple weeks, number one again. So, I just want to baby. doing big things. She's doing big things. I just want baby. Big things popping, little things stopping. She said. Okay. What's my do tip? All right. So my album drop of the week. Anyway, not of the week of the year. Of the year. I'm sorry. Other than the, of this past six got months. Got down so far. Um, TBD. Um, is KLD by J Cole. Uh, just because like his everything, he was so particular in creating this album is just like oh my god like come on like j cole what more could i want like (laughs) like like i don't even know i just keep saying like like i don't even know why they even bother at this any point like i'm quoting give it up (laughs) that is me i I win win. you lose (laughs) (laughs) anyways that was a whole moment I think we need a, someone called the Exorcist because I think Nicki Minaj is in is in the building. But yes, the album was just so well done. Um, it just the amount of effort he put into it. I'm just waiting on this deluxe album to be dropped so I can see all the stuff that he that didn't make the original release. Um, but yeah, that's the that's my album for the year, TBD. So uh, we know you guys care about our opinions on music, so there is our. That's my onion because sometimes it makes you cry. So. We will be putting some music from this on our playlist this week as well. So it's going to be an extra long playlist, but you guys are going to love it. Ready, player one. It's time for a game. We got a game for you. You got games on your phone? (laughs) Well, we do got games on your phone because it's going to be on this podcast, which is you're probably going to be listening to it on your phone. But we got a new game this week that is going to be super fun. Basically, the premise of the game is we're going to guess the artist based on three facts given to us. We are going to uh, pick an artist, one an iconic artist, one a current artist, and one a uh, deceased. deceased artist. You can kind of pay homage to them a little bit. So we're going to pick three different artists. So um, we have three different clues for each artist. We're going to list the first clue. If the person uh, gets it on the first clue, then they get five points. If they get it on the second clue, then they get three points. If they get it on the last clue, they get one point. Um, and you only have three guesses. Mm-hmm. If you get three guesses and they're all wrong, then you don't get any points. Ooh, zero. Wah, wah, wah. So that's the whole premise of the game. Devin, we are going to start with you asking me for clues. And you don't have to tell me if it's a deceased artist or anything like that. Okay. So we don't tell so, you if it's deceased or not. Okay. All right. So let's get this thing kicked off with. I'm gonna do someone. Yeah, I'm gonna do this one right here. So, um, she is dyslexic. Yeah. Bella Thorne. No. 
Okay, okay. Next, right. next clue. Alright, she was a coach for The Voice. Season 7, if you want the exact season. Alicia Keys. No. Okay, next, last, last clue. Alright, so, I don't know if you'll know this one, though, but... Um, uh, her song was the first digital download to exceed one million. So, like, she was, like, in the, she was, like, in the age where it was, like, right between, like, downloads were a thing and actually, mm-hmm. like, streaming online with it. Um, so let's see. These are artists that have been voice coaches. These aren't my guesses. Yeah. Christina Aguilera has been a voice coach. Jennifer Hudson has been a voice coach. Gwen Stefani has been a voice coach. Miley Cyrus is not dyslexic, so it can't be Miley Cyrus. Um, I'm gonna go with. She's the first to exceed a million downloads. A million, a uh, million dollars worth of downloads. Pretty much. I'm gonna say Christina Aguilera. No. Dang it! Who was it? It was Gwen Stefani. It was Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. with her song. Uh, I think it was Bananas. Was the song? The, you know, the, is Bananas the Holla Back Holla Back Girl? <laughs> yes, that's it. My bad. My bad. I was thinking. I like the little shoulder slap you gave me too. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> All right, you can go. Alrighty, so um, zero points to JTO. All right, Devin, this is your first artist, and your first um, clue is they were the Billboard Artist of the Year for the years 2011 and 2012. Oh my! So two God. years in a row. Ooh, I don't. Is it Beyonce? No. I don't know. I don't keep it with the Billboard, y'all. I just want to let y'all know because I can't read. You what? Know, billboards are fine. You know, they don't. I couldn't drive in 2011 either, so I don't see any billboards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want the next clue? Yes. Okay. Um, they have three albums. Just three albums. Just three albums have been released. Hey, could you give me a gender too, though? I gave you a gender too. Okay. <laughs> three albums. I'm just reading them word for word how I put them on here. Um, three albums. Was it 2011, 2012. Freak. You got to think about where you were in those years. Yeah, I was talking about think. Like I was literally thinking about it was Beyonce because that's that's only the top of my head because Beyonce just was my life just then. Um, but she didn't come out the album in two thousand eleven too. Um, not Jay Z. Who was I listening to in two thousand twelve? I was listening to the XX Coexist album. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh my god, such a long time ago. <laughs> I don't even know who he was then. Okay, I I don't have anything for that one. Give me another hand. Alrighty. They have a song titled Chasing Pavements. Adele. See? There you go. One point to dtown.dt. That was stressful. I could have cried. (laughs) I could have cried. I forget, okay? I don't know where my life is. All right. So it is one to zero. Zero for Jay. One for Devin. All right. So this one, the artist just turned 21. Like this, so like she's a Gemini. Also, is a she. Um, artist just turned twenty-one. Normani Cordy. No, she did just turn twenty. No, she turned twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Shiza. Shiza. All right. Each been fooled. Next. <laughs> Next. All right. So she went to elementary school with Chief Keef. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you know where Chief Keef was from and everything. So like, is that area? Oh my gosh. Okay, elementary school chief key. Just turned twenty one, so they are not deceased. Um They're young and from up from the north. Gosh, I'm like so perplexed right now. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to say give me the third glue. It's probably not her words though. She's an LGBT icon. Icon? Yeah. Well like now she's becoming one. Real fast. Oh my god. She's a summer icon. Oh my gosh, I am. Oh. I, you want me to give you another hint too? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, trying to think of some good hints to give you. Um, uh, <laughs> she has two songs that were like her. Uh, her YouTube is pretty uh, scandalous, and her she's known for those two songs. She has two singles that she's very very well known for. Oh my gosh, I am, I am insanely like, oh my god. I've only guessed one, right? Yeah, you said Normani. That's the only one I've, um, we're gonna say, um. She had two more guesses for one point. Kaylani. No. How old is she? She's older. She's like 27. Oh my gosh, 25. okay. 
Um, and my last guess, oh my gosh, uh, I don't know, like, scandalous videos. I'm like, what is scandalous? Because, like, it's pretty know. scandalous. I'm probably gonna, like, poop my pants when I hear who this is. Uh-huh. I'm probably gonna be mad on my tie. Uh-huh. Budge. Uh, I don't know who's 21. Shoot. Uh, 10 hours later. Kim Petrus? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Cupcake. Oh, I knew that. Oh my god! I thought you got it with the scandalous YouTube. Oh because her, my her gosh! Videos I are... totally knew she just turned twenty-one because I was so shook that she just she was turned, turned twenty-one. 21 yeah. Because I'm like I'm older than her and she's out here more mature than me. Okay. Uh, I would say more mature, but no, yeah. I'm saying like she is making more mature content than oh, I am. Oh yeah. So okay, zero points to Jay again. I have to really go hard on this next one. All right, Devin. Um, so, this artist was the first African-American woman to cover Seventeen magazine. Whitney Houston. <laughs> yes, oh. it's Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Pop to Devin, I don't even think I can come back. Fun fact, though, my mom loves like Whitney Houston like a lot, so I mm-hmm. don't know a lot about it. Okay, well. What were, the, what were your other? Uh, died at age 48, and most famous song is a cover. Okay. So, I think you would have got that. You're giving me nothing with these... I'm sorry. I did, that's why I was asking you questions when I was making it because I was like, how, like, should I like, kind of give you it? But okay. So, last one. She, I'm going to give you that hint too. <laughs> she is, she was married to another performer. Um, next clue. Alright, so uh, she had seven consecutive number one hits on Billboard Hot 100. Katy Perry. Mm-mm. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Beyonce. Mm-mm. Next clue. Mm-hmm. And... Her uh, cover of the national anthem charted on the uh, on the charts on the Billboard chart. Her cover, Mariah Carey. No, did she ain't do it? I don't think so. I don't think hers did. But hers went. Hers went number one. Her version of the national anthem went number one on the charts. Was it Winnie Houston? Yes. No, you also said no. I was like, what? <laughs> so I was not thinking that. Cause I was like, he can't be doing the same one. No, as me. I was literally doing. I was so like, I was like, oh, Whitney Houston, duh. And then I was like, but never mind, we already did that. Mm-hmm. Not thinking, oh my god. I was god. shook when you when you, you said those. And I should have known that this was going to be the deceased artist. And I'm just over here like, oh, Katy Perry dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Literally. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Katy Perry has done a lot for the, the, the game. <sighs> so, all right. But just for um, poops and gigs, um, we're going to do this last one to see if you can have a perfect score. Not a perfect score, but you have guessed all of them. Okay. So... Um, I ended up with zero points, which is very, very sad because I actually know a lot about artists, but uh, Devin stopped me. Alrighty, so this artist has 38 Grammy nominations and 10 Grammy wins. Was it Beyonce? No. You too. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just cracked myself up so hard. Okay, go to the next hit. Uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. Justin Timberlake. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! Oh god, yeah, that's correct. Ayo! So Devin got a total of five, six, seven, eight points to zero points. I think I'm like four, like four, like, I'm doing pretty good with these games. Like, I'm yeah, doing like four of the games. Good. It's okay. On to the next. Hey, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait. Wait, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait. Hey, but what the postman bring? Some musical news. My favorite part. <laughs> All right. So this is the portion y'all been waiting on. If you could see JT right now, he's clapping right so hard because he's so excited. I look like a little child when my mama bring me some mushy <laughs> Anyways, so let's get this news portion started. So first right on off the top, right off the dome, we're going to talk about the beef that's going on in the rap game right now between... Drizzy Drake and Pusha T, King Push. I'm glad I'm vegetarian because there's way too much beef coming in the sky right now. You tell him, you tell him, I'm a vegetarian, so I ain't beep, scared of him. You know, like the 303? Yeah, I know. Anyways, we want to talk about the Drake Pusha T uh, beef, and basically we wanted to talk about who we think won. Who you think won? First off, let me just process this first off. I love beef. Uh, I love it with all my heart because beef produces the best music. I just feel it like really does. it just like it does. without music, like rap beef. That literally is the only reason why the rap industry is still out today. Is the beef okay? It, it's kind of like it kind of like pushes the culture. No, hip-hop. yes, it, it challenges. It's literally like this challenges this because how often right. do you hear a pop song? With the exception of like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, with the, that beef, beef right there, relevant. how more often do you hear pop songs? 
directed at another artist so blatantly obvious that it's like literally a cut and then it's also like the response is done within mm-hmm. like, like yeah. three days very probably never you have mm-hmm. never heard that with pop music no you don't hear it with rock rock music no. you don't hear it with country music no. you only hear rap beef that the back and forth discourse in hip-hop this is something that no other genre has been able to Master. copy it mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know um I think this is the last Pusha T uh, reply back, but I'm, I I think I should give it to Pusha just because he did, he had the last reply. Like if you have the last that you automatically won the beef. And also, I think that that uh, that song just in general was better. Then yeah, it was. I felt that one. <laughs> I felt. I was hurt. I read like I read the like the lyrics, but I didn't like listen to the song. I got stabbed with that one. Like I physically hurt hearing that for Drake. Because Drake has usually been known to be the person that kind of hops on a diss track and murders people. He did no. it with Meek Mill. He yes. hopped on No Frauds with Nicki Minaj in the yes. lane that was targeted at Remy Ma. Like, he in is, a heartbeat, but no, he was shut down. He was shut down by Pusha T. Uh, maybe it's because like Drake you know, did his, his normal diss track, but then Pusha T literally came out with daggers. But I feel like Pusha T was prepared for it. Like, he, he was like, we knew Nicki Minaj, Chudley, how you talking about? She watched and she waited. Pusha T watched and waited. He picked up everything that Meek Mill yep. did wrong, and he came in for him. And it probably helped it. Like, Ye was producing some of the stuff, but... And also, like, he probably had a lot of this material, you know, pre-done as well. Because, you know, I, I think it was about six years ago, King Push, like, Pusha T and Lil Wayne had beef. Yeah. So, he probably already had a lot of beef on, like, with he all the young money stars. Up. He had a pie chart. He had yarn going from picture to picture. He got he had sticky notes, everybody. journals... Nikki better watch out. He's coming for her next. Don't don't do that. Nikki wouldn't end him. No, yeah, she would have to. Like for Young Money, Cash Money records, she would have to. I mean, yeah, but I think I'm gonna give it to Pusha T as well. Drake had a good disperse, and I was like, oh my gosh, he just ended. Pusha I mean, T's I enjoy career. it. Like I enjoyed both. And of then them. Pusha T came back and was like, oh, you got a child, you got a baby mama that you don't even claim. You mm-hmm. you doing all She's this? She's not cute though. though. Yeah, he. Doing all this, uh, like literally, just called out Drake and Drake. he he came, he was in the Walmart customer service center and he had all the receipts. Yes, and um, to quote Drake, Drake, I'm upset. Oh my god! No, so brilliantly titled new song by Drake. Um, but apparently, I did hear this rumor that um, Drake had a response that was so savage that it was going to like it would literally had the ability to end Kanye West's career. If he was released, so he was advised not to release it. Oh so God. I'm giving this to push a T, but I'm also anxious to hear this. I want to hear this track. Yes. So um, somebody, some of these um, y'all programmers, uh, computer science majors, whatever y'all are, please hack his computer. We want to hear this, but you know, for the time being, I'm giving it to push. All right. So next on our list, the light is coming to, to take, take back everything. The darkness stuff. The light is coming to take back everything. The light. So Ariana Grande at Wango Tango Fest this uh, past Nicki weekend uh, kind of revealed a it's a sneak peek of the new single The Light is Coming. That song coming could be on. five minutes long. I, I don't be care. so happy. I don't care. It can be, no, it needs to be five minutes no, long. No, I'm saying like I want it to be five Give minutes. Give me my life, mama. Because like I was bopping so hard. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like the rap verse and like the chorus and all that stuff, they sound different, but they're both, both like, like so nasty. They work together. That beat like, is so nasty. I just want to like kind of like bottle down by and 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 the song itself is coming out on June 20th. And <gasps> I've got to chill, video, y'all. Probably also uh, the video as well. She's been teasing that recently. Um, <laughs> but a cool thing about this song is that she actually went through a lot of different rappers. Um, some people were speculating that the uh, uh, UK-based rapper Skepta was mm-hmm. supposed to be on this track and then was replaced by Nicki Minaj. Um, but she went through a slew of different rappers um, before she chose Nicki Minaj. But she's just said Nicki elevates any song that she does, and they, they have all, that they have that sound that very cohesive. Yes, and they they have a really good bond, so you can yeah. feel the chemistry in it because they were both in the booth at the same time while Nicki was riding off each other. So oh like, it, it it is gonna be great chemistry between the two of them. Um, and no, probably gonna it. hear a uh, Ariana Grande feature on Nicki's album as well because they've been teasing that they. Their friendship, their chemistry I is love just beautiful. It. It's what but I need in my life. The light is coming to take on June back 20th. everything, the, the darkness stuff. 
Yes. All right, so next on our list, we're talking about Lil Wayne. He Wayne. just recently settled with the lawsuit against Birdman. So the Carter Five, right? Carter Five or is Carter Six? Why am I it's one of them. Carter 5 or 6 is going to be released pretty soon. Um, so I'm super excited. This is probably going to be Lil Wayne's last album for a hot little minute or before he retires. Unless he's, he's called out of retirement. But this is going to be his like final. And it's also going to be kind of set the precedent of whether or not his career has a longevity. Because he's had released a couple of not very commercially successful yeah. uh, projects in the past couple of years. So if this... If this album doesn't hit, if this album does not match up with all the other Carters and, you know, with the No Ceilings mixtape and Carter I'm Not three a Human Being, uh, Part 1, like, if it doesn't match up to those, then we may kind of slowly see him fizzle out of the pop. And just be more on the, like, producing and the, yes. like, the album. So, like, um, we can't deny the, um... The influence that Lil Wayne has had on the rap industry, he kind of modernized modern pop. Yeah. Or modern rap. Yeah. Like, excuse me. Like, he, it kind of... Transition from early 2000s rap into like late 2000s, early 2010s. He put rap into the pop industry. Like he, you know, signed a bunch of artists. Tyga, um, Nikki, Nikki, Drake, Drake. Gutta Gutta. They call me Gutta Gutta. Like he has all these different artists that he has basically given their careers. That song, um, Bedrock, Bedrock. literally changed the The whole whole entire rap game. Everything. I I remember watching 106 and Park in my grandmother's living room, watching that music video Mm -hmm. and like, oh my god, everything's changing. Yes, and how many other rap songs do you know that have like seven artists on it? And it and it's still don't even like radio friendly. Yes, exactly. literally. Still rap the whole thing. Oh my god, we did that karaoke last year. And we did it. We killed it. We killed, we killed it. it. Um but you know, this is this is gonna be the test for Lil Wayne and let him like this kind of lets us know whether or not we're gonna get a comeback from him, like you know, twenty years down the line. Mm-hmm. So Next on the list, speaking of Young Money, Cash Money Records, we're going to talk about Nikki, 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 put it in her kidney. Got a new LS450, ain't no keys in this new hickey. If you want rapping, I be rapping. If you want rapping, I be getting it. If you want kicking, I be hitting it. Period. So, Nikki Minaj has, you know, of course, released the title for her album, which is going to be Queen. She's also pushed the date back to August 10th, 2018. But a couple things that I want to point out about this album is that um it's going to you know we're speculating that it's going to have ariana grande on there mm-hmm. um we should be seeing new like singles from this album be released before um august 10th um but she um also this is the first album cover in which doesn't have pink on it at all is it also totally like a bit in her aesthetic yes and it's also the first album in which we don't get pink in the title either yeah so this is going to be a completely new era for Nicki minaj very i thought it's mature it's very it's very mature but uh, you know we're hoping that this is as commercially successful as cardi b two of the most influential female rappers of all time at this point um you know cardi has had you know a lot of the success and i'm ready to see if Nicki can pull off that same success um yeah, so the visual art is beautiful. She has like this over to like Egyptian like feel, but it's also like risque and very mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, and it's like very like African because she's sitting on this freaking tree. Look like she got swore Swarovski crystal on her nipples. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super excited for Nicki Minaj. So next up, Lauren, August tenth, two thousand eighteen. But Lauren, so. That big Latin love of mine. So, you know, with post Fifth Harmony, what are these artists doing? You know, all of the single artists, yeah. what are they doing? Lauren Haregi has gone on tour on the Hopeless Fountain Kingdom tour, uh, the South American and Latin American leg with Halsey. Yes! And, you know, she only had a, you know, a song with Marion Hill and a song with Steve Aoki that she could perform as her two single songs. And then also she was featured on a song with Ty Dolla Sign called In Your Phone. So what was she going to perform? Was it all going to be covers? That's what we were all, you know, wondering. What is she going to perform? But she just premiered three new songs last night at this. Uh, They hit. They hit. One is called Toys, which is about, it's kind of like a rock pop um, song about, you know, not being a man's toy or something, you know, his object. Mm -hmm. One is called Expectations, which is probably the most popular out of all of them, which will probably be her lead single that will come out very, very soon since it's already been premiered at 
um, Halsey's uh, concerts. It's probably going to be released very soon, but yes. it is a song about just wanting to have no expectations in a relationship, but having just, expectations. Yeah. It's kind of like slow R and B, jazzy, millennial related. Like it kind of reminded me of "Love on the Brain" by Rihanna. Yes, um, it's very you know powerful vocals. When I heard that song, I was like, mm-hmm. I can listen to this in my bed and cry. Yeah, it was. It's so good. It's been circulating around the entire um, the internet, the Twitter feeds, the fandom, uh, kingdoms and things like that so um and then lastly she has a song called inside which is a deep cutter that you like sad boys um but it's just about how you know her feelings on the inside but not showing it on the outside so super excited for lauren hereggy came to slay all right so next we're gonna talk about the on the run tour part two part two part two on the run tour um beyonce with my mask off i'm i'm glad you're feeling yourself so let's talk about this. They premiered air quotes. I put air quotes around it. Their babies on the Rumi and Sir, but no, wrong. Those aren't the babies. <coughs> y'all, <coughs> y'all thought they were gonna show y'all ba- the babies, but no, they did not. So this tour just kicked off. It's super excited. Like, everyone's super excited about it, and I can't wait to see what else like surprises they pop off with it because you know Beyonce's full of surprises. So. I can't wait to see. So a lot of people were speculating that she was going to be, or uh, Jay Z and Beyonce were going to release a um, surprise joint album, which they've been working on over the past couple of years, and that's what they are going to be touring. However, that seems to not be the case so far. There's still plenty of dates on the tour for them to, you know, surprise, still surprise release this album and start performing that stuff. But for the time being, she is still uh, touring off of some songs from Lemonade and some of her biggest hits from uh, the past. Um, and, and Beyonce is the type of performer and artist who can, while on tour, produce an album mm-hmm. and release it and then perform it all in the same Absolutely. tour and you don't even know this. It's not, it's not the first time she's done this. She, you know, she went on the On The Road tour the first time with um, yeah. Jay-Z and then she premiered the song Flawless Remix with Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj performed it with him. So yeah. it's like, Changed not, the whole tour. She's not, you know, completely... She doesn't box herself in. She yeah. can't be boxed in. So, so we're not going to box her in. Beyonce has just proven to be a very unexpected artist so we can expect some... Uh, surprises yes. very soon, and hopefully we will have the chance to go see her in Atlanta. Oh. We say her because she's the the biggest part of this tour. Like yeah. Jay Z, like we like Jay Z. Like I'm gonna like, be rapping along with Jay Z, but really I'm there. To but be really, me. we're there for Beyonce. She's Take the performer we want to see. But she is recycling some content from the Coachella performances, which is um, some people are like kind of a little bit mad about that. But she's, we needed more creativity, more. Uh, but the amount material. of creativity that she put into that Coachella performance. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't get to see the Coachella performance, performance live. live. And so we actually get to see some of that material. And so I'm really excited for it. Yes. So stay on the lookout for the tea with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Next, we have uh, season two of The Four, which is a singing competition that is geared around having performers and not just singers uh, win. Um, it is, it's got, you know, Fergie is the host, it's got Diddy and uh, DJ Khaled and Megan Trainer as, um, some of the judges, and then a, uh, record label Big Time. Big Timer is also one of the judges. Big but, Time Rush? No, not Big Time Rush. <laughs> uh, but speaking of people who were popular in the, in the early 2010s, uh, one of the contestants for it's the four... Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. It's actually Thursday right now, but... He's got a point. One of the uh, contestants on the four is actually Rebecca Black, which had her iconic hit in 2010 called Friday, Friday. Uh, which is, you know, popular for sucking. Um, but a lot of people, you know, let, she said on the preview for um, this episode that, you know, when she was 14 years old, she had uh, this song called Friday, and she feels like every moment since then it has defined her. Um, and both like as a person and musically yeah. and she doesn't want this to define her anymore I actually listened to some of her songs outside of Friday that she's mm-hmm. done like in your words which is something she did like you know less than a year after Friday and then she has an album that was just released um, you know earlier this year called Rebel um, which has a few really good songs on. She is she is very musically talented and so I hope to see Rebecca Black kind of move on in this competition um, to kind of set the record straight and say hey 14 year old me is not currently so yeah. Rebecca Black will be on it. And then next on our list, we're going to talk about Willy Wonka. Willy, I will go like I Willy Wonka. Anyways, anywho, um, Donald Glover and 
Ezra as well as Ezra Miller and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I was like, I can't remember how to say his name. Um, they're all being considered for actors to play Willy Wonka, but I need to throw somebody else in the hat. Janelle Money Monet would really play. But you know, that's just a fan. That's the, that's what fans want. She's not it's, on the short list. I know, but like this picture, follow me into Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Okay, she she has the, she has like the personality, the personality, and, and the look. Wonka. Like, picture her in a purple pantsuit. I feel like we've already seen her in a purple pantsuit. We have. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need to go ahead and put her on film. But, but in, I mean, I, I could definitely see Jamel, Janelle. I keep wanting to say Janelle Money Monet every single time. You got me saying that. You should. Like, it's just Janelle Monet. We should refer to her as Janelle Money Monet. Anyways, the shortlist is Ryan Gosling, Ezra Miller, and Donald Glover. I want to see Donald Glover because I think he's got the quirkiness, the nerdiness. Yeah, I was about to say because Ryan Gosling's missing that. Like, he is too clean cut, too yeah. beautiful to be Willy Wonka because Willy Wonka is supposed to be this kooky, secluded character that's yeah. kind of like in his own mind, and Ryan Gosling just doesn't no. that. Ezra Miller, possibly, yeah. But if you're, if we're wanting to see one of the most um, progressive and possibly best adaptations of this Ruald Dahl character, yeah, we need to see it with. Dahl and Dahl. like with the Willy Wonka, it does like the symbols that they hit on in mm-hmm. the book and the movie are like really important. So I feel like Donald may be able to portray those. But also, we'd also need to make sure we consider a lot of other people too. Cause yeah, but you also have to think the people who have done it in the past. Yeah. Um, you have Gene and Johnny, but have both done really great adaptations of Willy Wonka. Two completely different adaptations. Yeah. One's a little bit darker than the other. So we need to see who's going to step their cookies up for this role. Step and I think it's going to be Donald. Yeah, I'm excited to see. We'll see what happens. But we, we need to talk about something super sad right now. Q <laughs> Sad Boy Music playlist. Yeah, honestly. Our lady, Susan, Susan. aka SZA. <laughs> Um, <laughs> tweeted out that she has permanent vocal cord damage. Me, it's like you could tell that she was because mm-hmm. her lack of experience, like the performance, while she was still learning herself, yeah, um, like how to perform and actually like perform at her best level while still preserving her voice. I know watching one of her interviews, she was talking about when she first was performing, she would sing in full, like at like her full singing voice, like she was in the studio. And she just learned how to do it right before she went on tour. Mm-hmm. And this, the songs that she, her album is so vocally challenging. I don't think she was really fully prepared and like had the stamina to actually be able to perform all those songs at full volume at the level that everybody wanted her to. And especially with, I feel like it was a mixture between the backlash from social media every time she had like a, a subpar performance. And everything else, but hopefully we'll, we'll pray that she her voice recovers mm-hmm. and she'll be able to figure out how to actually perform well and give us those performances that we want because that's what really makes an artist. That's the second half of an artist. Is besides the music they're creating and the content, is that performance, the performance aspect. Yeah, and so she's not the only artist that has ever had you know vocal cord surgery or vocal cord damage. Uh, Adele, you know, iconic vocalist, oh, um, and then also uh, Sam Smith, which is another iconic vocalist has had vocal cord damage um and both of them have come back and bounced back with super vocally challenging and successful albums and so there's still you know a chance for SZA to be super commercially successful and still leave a huge imprint on the um, music industry and we hope that she gets better with that soon and kind of comes to terms with the damage and learns how to use her voice with that damage yeah it's like a whole pitch perfect story oh my god she's got nodes it's gonna, <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna push back. It's gonna delay her second, her last album. It probably will delay it, but you know, with a delay, you have a lot more time to work on the content and the creativity of it and things like that. So maybe, maybe it's for the best. We'll hope. Mm-hmm. But and finally, we, we will got talk two more things. We got two more things. Oh. You're missing a big one. Oh, I'm sorry. You're missing a big, a bigly one. Okay, anyways, we will talk about this one. So, Bradley Cooper is going to have his debut directing career in a movie called A Star is Born featuring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga, Stephanie Germanata. If she does not perform Joanne. She's not performing Joanne. She better perform Joanne. But, so, I, when I was looking at this, because she's been working on A Star is Born for a really long time, um, I'm thinking a lot of the inspiration for the Joanne album, the reason it has like kind of that folky yeah. country feel to it, 
probably was because at the same time she was writing music for A Star Is Born, which is about uh, two country singers. Yeah. Um, so she probably had a it was carrying over a lot of that creative juice that was from A Star Is Born into Joanne, which yes. which is why it had that feel. But I'm excited for this film. I'm excited, but I just want I want to see where her acting is going to be. I mean, she's already has a um, Emmy for her performance in. Um, American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story, and so we know that she can act, but this is a completely different role. That was very theatrical. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, this, this is a dynamic. This, this is, is a drama. Dynamic. She this needs. Is... She is coming for it, but you know, she has the opportunity to get a like an Oscar with this. Yeah. So, she already. I um, mean, this this woman is incredible, but I would not be paying her. attention to Bradley Cooper during any of the movie. I was just looking at Lady Gaga. Okay, and I'm going to fast forward until well, it gets started. A Star Is Born is set to be released this year, and the October the uh, trailer was just released this week. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out, and you can join us in the excitement. And then lastly, our girl Demi Lovato. I love I love my names for these artists. It's it's kind of. You're making me say it now. It's just coming over. But Demi Lovato, a lots of fans have been tweeting at her asking, you know, when do we get a new single from your album and blah, blah, blah. And then she went on this, like, Twitter, like, this tweeting spree. She was just talking about all this random stuff. And I was like, Wah! But at the same time, Demi has said that, you know, she's, you know, got all these projects coming out with DJs and things like that. She's working on a new album already. She said that we are going to hear material from a new album before the end of the year so. She is already planning this whole new album, which is probably a good business move for her. She has been in the spotlight a lot this year with her, you know, one of the best albums of 2017. Um, a lot of good commercial success, great performances, great features, and things like that. I love that album. Fashion. She's had a really, really good era with this Tell, uh, Tell Me You Love Me era. And so she needs to use, while she has the spotlight on her right now, segue into a new one so she has that lasting impact. Yeah. Continue that momentum. So she is going to be releasing a new album in the coming months, and we're going to start hearing singles from this album probably uh, before the end of the year. So uh, maybe we can count on another single from uh, Tell Me You Love Me. Uh, my hope is Daddy Issues, because I love Daddy yeah. Issues. Who does love Daddy Issues? <laughs> Anyways, that's your news for the week. Learn it, live it, love it. That's what's happening. Bye-bye. Alright, so this week is a little different because we got two top fives coming for you. Because this is a top ten, but separately, so it's top five. Top five of the year so far, and then top, top five, five for the past two weeks. Exactly. So, JTO, what is your top five for the week? So, again, in no specific order, uh, I am kind of really digging this Africa cover by Weezer. Oh um, my god. I mean, I know everybody always jokes around how, like, Africa is, like, the best song of all time. Please play it at my funeral. Please play it, blah, 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 blah. But Africa really is a fantastic song. And hearing Weezer, which is probably the only band that I know of that can really, really do it justice without people being like, don't ruin this song. Weezer did a fantastic cover of it, which is kind of sounds just like it, but has a little bit more of a rock twist to it. And so it just is it's beautiful. Same, different. It's beautiful. So Africa by Weezer. Why by Sean Mendez. Um, Sean Mendez's album has definitely been one that I have had on repeat in my car since the day it came out. I have it on disc. As I do every artist that I support, the artist, I go out and buy their album on a disc, like on a CD, because I really do want to support artists and their projects. And so I have it on a disc, and I've been playing it since I got it. Why is definitely my favorite track on the entire album. Um, besides wow. where uh, where were you in the morning? That song gives me. That's probably one of my top songs where of the year. Um, it just hasn't had a, enough time to be put on my top five of the year so far. But uh, why it's a super deep cutter. Um, it's something that I take you know super personally. It's like you know why am I um, hurting myself trying to love you? And so it's really um, it's a really really good song. Next is Power by G Easy, Neff the Pharaoh, and Pilo. It's super funky. Uh, upbeat, like a chill by the pool rap song. It's like, ooh, I'm high off the power. Hey, ooh, I'm, I'm high, high off the power. It's super bouncy, super good. Um, it's not like a, a hard, like, nasty beat where, like, you, you want to dance to it. It's a bopping beat. It's, it's, a, it's a bop. You just kind of want to, like, stand by the bar and, like, just, like, kind of bounce. Yeah. That's how this uh, song is. So, G Easy Power. Next, Programs by Mac Miller. Uh, Mac Miller's done a lot of experimental rap in the past, uh, you know, couple years, um, and which were, you know, good, but he's kind of back to spitting on this, and which is what I like, because he kind of came in as one of these, you know, underdog white rappers. Um, a wapper. A wapper. A wapper. A he, ain't a pa- he ain't a proper, he a wapper. A wapper. Um, so, like, he, <laughs> oh. you know, kind of going back to the... <laughs> I snorted, I'm sorry. 
shocked and scared. Anyways, programs on Mac Miller. He is spitting on this, and this is, comes right after a breakup with Ariana Grande, kind of getting back to his roots on this, in which I was really enjoying programs. And then lastly, a song that is a remix of a song. Um, it is Girls Like You by Maroon 5 and Cardi B. Um, it's a super good, just like chill song uh very radio friendly it wasn't um, a song that was out there but it wasn't like a song yeah like it wasn't like oh uh, yeah there there is no like uh, it's very like, in the middle it's very in the middle super good song super radio friendly um the part of the reason that i love this song so much is not really because of the song but it's because of the music video it's super good music video had a lot of iconic females in it's it cute. um looked like it was done in one take even though it wasn't there's was lots of editing but Cardi B looked great as usual. The verse was very fitting for the whole theme. Um, it was just really, really cute. So um, there's a part where like Adam Levine grabbed on to the hand of Ali Raisman, which you know went through a lot of rape allegations um, with U.S. Gymnastics. Uh, grabbed onto her to kind of show unity. Lots of girl power in this great song. So that's my top five for the week. Deep Town D two. What is your top five? Top five. Top five. It sounds like you do a lot of spitting just then. Um, so my top five for the week, uh, King will start off no particular order. Um, King Princess is nineteen fifty. It just keeps coming on my shuffle, and like every time it does, I just like jam out to it really hard, and just, I enjoy it. Um, what I need by Haley Kiyoko is on there, featuring Kaylani. Okay, uh, I don't know what it is with Kaylani this summer, but like she's really <laughs> like resonating with me, and so that was just like really what I needed, and I didn't know I needed. Um, done for me, featured Kaylani, a Charlie Poot song. Um, it was sad, and I just love it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll be there by Jess. Uh, it's just Jess Glenn. Yeah, Jess Glenn. Um, it's very like it has like a Florence and the Machines feel with like the electronic, like the doom, 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 like that opening part. And then, like, her voice comes through and cuts the, like, cuts it so well that it's just, like, it's just, like, perfect. Uh, put, it, like, it's perfectly put together. And then, last but not least, Janelle Money Monet, Don't Judge Me. It's just, like, I, find, I know I was riding back home, and I was, like, through Birmingham, and, like, it came on. Like, I had my windows down because the traffic was, like, at a standstill, and I had my arm out the car, <laughs> just chilling and just singing my heart out. And... It's just, I, I, I just loved every moment of it, and I just, I want to see everything in Janelle Monae's album uh, on the charts. But yes, that is my top five for the week. Since we finished with the top five, now it's time for us to biggity, 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 bop to the top. So what's your bop alert, JT? Uh, my bop alert is one that I have been bumping since it came out because it is so fun and kind of nostalgic almost with all these rappers kind of coming together and doing a song together. Who is um, it? It's called Big Bank. By Yo Gotti, Two Chains, Big Sean, and Nicki Minaj. Um, so like this, this screams 2011, 2012, um, and actually the chorus is kind of like a rip from one of Two Chains' uh, verses from I Love Them Strippers, where he's like, "Big bank, say little bank, you are looking at a shark in a fish tank." So, but the chorus goes, "Big bank, say little bank." Big bang, say little bank. Wait. So it is. It is like super fun. All of them have like you know they're different. Um, kind of like influence on their verses kind of changes the beat a little bit just kind of fitting them um but you know two chains has a great uh verse he ends it with you know but you gotta ride that better than a tesla oh my god uh, Nicki minaj is like back again back to back stack to win like does her thing like super super good song big bank by yg two chains big sean and Nicki minaj Alright, and so my bop alert is from 2017, but I think it's like later part of 2017, and like one of my friends introduced me to this song, because it's just, I don't know what it was, but um, it's just, it's it's like, it's one of those nonsense songs that you enjoy so much, that you just like just sing along with too. <laughs> um, it's called I Got Your Man by Strona D, and I don't know what it is, but it's so hilarious to me, because she's like, I got your man, I, I got your man. The other thing, it's literally about her talking about she didn't want she didn't want this girl's man, but she got him anyway. She just wanted the money and she wanted to leave, but he wanted her, so she just said she let him stay around. But it's so much fun. It's like I get you, man. I, I get you, man. It's a song you can put your tongue out to and just bop to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you just had your tongue out. Ow. I got you, man. I, I got Did you, you just lick the screen? No. My tongue is long, <laughs> but no, I did not touch the screen. It probably looked like that from that angle. Ah! But that's our...
of the week. Pay attention to them. They coming. All right. It has been fun with y'all, okay? It's been real. It's been fun. But there ain't no real fun. Aww. But we got some big news coming for y'all. We're working on an expanding profit and like sitting this out on a lot more regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to put it on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. So there's a bunch of different platforms for you to listen to us because we want you to listen to us because we think we're important and we're funny, um, most importantly, and we're right. Um, but <laughs> uh, watch out for us on Instagram. We, we're probably starting up a new Instagram page mm-hmm. for maybe even a website. I don't know. Um, but TV. We have new album art coming, which is. Um, in my opinion, beautiful as Mama June would say. It's cute. It's cute. I enjoy it. We make it some t-shirts started. Be on the lookout, <laughs> y'all, okay? That's just what Devin, DT got to say. But most importantly, there's some big things coming, Devin. Like what? The light, the light is coming, coming to take back everything the darkness thought. Oh, and that's all we have for you today. Check us out in two more weeks when we have another episode of Boppin'. Bop it. And it's going to be Boppin'. Right. Boppin', right. Boppin'. Alrighty, over and out. Bye!